Australia. How are you going? How are you going? You good? I bloody well hope so. That's right. It's NBA Strayer. I'm your host, James Clements. What is this? Thursday tins with Jim? <laughs> A couple of tins in. Hope your public holiday is going all right. Uh, that's right. I am the editor of what? Codebet. That's a very good website. Go check that out. Uh, you can also see me on Fox Sports Lab NBA uh, in the paper every day. Codebet Daily. All the good stuff. Um, either way. I'm in Larry Armour Studios right now. A few tins deep, feeling good, feeling great, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season. I'll ripping Australia a bit. That's what we do. Interesting times for that. Big day. That's right. Big Simo. Ben Simmons back in Philly again. Uh, got benched down the stretch. That was pretty good. Uh, the All-Star system is changing. It's about time. Yeah, no shit. Uh, we're going playground. Love it. Uh, what else? Warriors Grizzlies was nuts. Dame dropped 60. LeBron is just going off like a frog in a sock. Anthony Davis is back. Brandon Spindles Ingram is back. We got a trade. Uh, that was awesome. And we've got some game wraps for you. We've got a juicy slab. That's not a knife. Old mate, no mate. Spud of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. Legend of the week. I've uh, got some yeah, nazi unpopular opinion of the day. And Outback Takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grilled take. Uh, we've got the what? Australian player watch. Who else are we covering? Oh, that's right, a Shane Hill shoot, shoot, shoot your shot, light him up, board. Love it. Uh, we'll finish off with a cooking with Bainsey for you as well, because my voice is cooked. All right, let's get into it. Episode eight seventy nine of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, You better, especially if you watch as much basketball as I do. There's just a lot of shack on those fucking points bet ads. (laughs) It's like the first couple of hundred times, this is all right, and then it hits the thousands, you're like, oh, this is... Pretty fucking tedious. And how is Shaq, like the one guy who can get away with saying ass on Australian telly? I love it. Has no one figured that out? It's like, move your ass, mate. Move your ass. It's like, all right. That's great. I didn't realize we can swear on TV now. That's fucking rad. Let's go. Fox Sports Lab working blue next week. Uh, let's start today's show the way we say we show here at NBA Australia with a daily... Whipper, oh, Jimmy, do you call it the daily whipper red because of the whip crack shit? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, the biggest one probably, Matt Ishbiar, the uh, billionaire, uh, <laughs> made my money in various ways kind of guy. Interesting dude. Uh, home loans. Nothing predatory, though. Sure. He's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, purchasing of the Suns is, this is actually sort of the best breaking news I reckon we've gotten in this regard for a little while. So the $4 billion bucks, the valuation that he's buying is a uh, you know majority stake in, he's going to take control before the February 9 deadline, which is actually pretty fascinating because like, the Board of Governors do meet around All-Star, etc., uh, and they're going to ratify the purchase with a vote earlier in Feb. And so a conference, news conference is uh, scheduled to uh, bang that up. You just go, yep, it's all happening. 
Fair bait. Kind of love it because he's like, when's that trade deadline happen? Yeah, I want to be in charge then. I don't want this guy fucking it up. <laughs> That's great. What a legend. Fascinating to see what happens there in the Suns. Because if you're like me and you grew up in the 90s and you've just got like the halcyon days of Phoenix Suns basketball in both the 90s and then the Steve Nash seven seconds or less, like they're an iconic franchise that just has lacked personality essentially really since like the end of the, the Dan Tony reign. And even now they've like, you know, they make a finals. They go up, what, two zip on the bucks, away we go. But it's like, they're the Chris Paul sons. You know who's not really fun to watch? Chris fucking Paul. Jesus. I'm going to be really methodical and I'm going to be a fucking annoying little shitbird the entire time. I respect it. I don't really enjoy watching it. Anyway. Uh, but Phoenix, good times. Uh, Warriors Grizzlies was nuts. I mentioned that. Uh, Dame dropping 60 today was massive. God, he was good. I'll talk about that later. LeBron. Now, this is a big thing that I mentioned on an episode of Code Bet Daily the other day. It's another good podcast that um, I host along with our uh, Code Bet crew. Good times. So, my point was, LeBron, what? At the time we taped that, it was like 224 points away from Kareem. Uh, chasing that down for the all-time record. And he got, you know, you've got the odds out there of like, what day could he do it? Uh, and... You look at it and go, oh, well, he's averaging 30. How close is he? I mean, off we go. Oh, it's a bit it's a bit tricky. Like, is he going to, oh, if he averaged it out, it's like, no, nah, don't average it out. AD's going to come back. The usage will dip. Since then, he's now 158 points away. And I'm like, well, if he was Kobe, that's three games. <laughs> right? Do it at MSG, you coward. But what a run by LeBron the last couple of days as well. It's just one of those things where you go, Jesus. So he drops 46 against the Clippers and became the first player in NBA history to hit 40 against all 30 teams. Yeah, that might pop up again later. Just saying, just saying. But 38,230 points, that's a... I'm no math magician, but that's a lot. It really really is. Uh, Anthony Davis came back as well. Came off the bench, played 26 minutes for the uh, Lakers against the San Antonio Banderas Spurs. Fun game. Because LeBron only only had 20. And that's the thing. You're, like, you're playing San Antonio, LeBron. You're playing 35 minutes. You had 20 points on 20 shots. If this is Kobe, it's 60 on 50. <laughs> I'm winning that fucking all-time scorer record. I'll tell you. But uh, more importantly, AD comes back. He's swatting shots into the fucking ground. And what did he do? Twist his ankle. Oh, boy. Anyway. Uh, Brandon Spindles Ingram, he's back as well for the Pals. They still lost. This is one of those things, unless you're playing some team like the Spurs, I think when you try to incorporate uh, a big part of your team back in on pretty short notice, it does sort of change shit up pretty dramatically. And you will drop that game. So that's what we saw the Pelicans do today. Wish I had known that before I lost some money on them. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, though, they did make a trade. That's pretty interesting. We'll just talk about LeBron, AD, Ingram, former Laker, Rui Hachimura, now a Laker. Um, I kind of like it. 
this trade because they gave up a bag of chips for him. And, oh, Jimmy, Kendrick Lamar Nunn's not a bag of chips. Yeah, but he is, though, isn't he? He really kind of just actually is because he stinks. But the weirdest part is I never feel like the Lakers took anywhere near the full advantage of having Kendrick Lamar Nunn on their team where it's just like, you're a bench scorer, come in and just fucking go gung-ho, mate. Kendrick, just fucking let it rip, mate. He's like, oh, I don't know, LeBron might smash me. It's like, just fucking go, pal. Anyway, uh, but getting Rui, Rui Hachimura. If you've listened to this program in the past, you know, I love a bit of Rui. The thing is, he's very, he's like the fucking, uh, the big dipper up there at, uh, I don't know, Dreamworld. <laughs> On the, on the Gold Coast, the big dip of the big drop, whatever the fuck it is, very up and down. And literally went from zero points the other day for the Wizards to 30. And you're like, oh, at least you can score 30. <laughs> that's, that's not bad, which you'll pay. But also just that sort of 14 to 4, 14.4 rebound average. It's one of those things where He's a pretty handy, just like shit version of Kuzma, right? An inconsistent version of Kuzma. Kuzma eventually sort of turned into a pretty half decently, you know, consistent player and is now smashing it in Washington. You get Rui, you just get a young, big, energetic run the break with Rusty kind of dude. I don't mind it. Take a flyer, a couple of second rounders. Who gives a fuck? Good trade. Don't think it really moves the needle, though, does it? Uh, net sixes today was psycho. Even Doc Rivers was like, man, this is like a fucking boxing crowd. What are we doing? It's like, yep, it's because everyone wants to fight Ben Simmons. Um, but six on the trot now for the sixes. They look good. And they need to keep it quiet because some sort of fucking drama will pop off. It's just what Philly does. Um, but this game was very indicative, I think, of just like with... Kevin Durant, obviously this becomes just a fucking all-time stoush. It also sort of shows you the limitations of like James Harden and Ben Simmons very, very, very brightly and widely uh, in one sort of fell swoop. Towards the end of that game, when Brooklyn made their sort of final big run, it was fucking fascinating to see how they went. Like you had Harden and Irving just sort of going back and forth. Kyrie was really, really good. And he's the only reason they were in that game. Like he and Seth Curry are the the 32. Smashing what, seven threes. Uh, But Harden... The 23-7, and seven, you're like, yeah, pretty good. Really good offensive balance, though, for the Sixers. Like, Maxi coming off the bench, he was fucking immense. He had 27. He hit six threes. Matty T hit a couple of threes. I loved it. But it really was like Melton, Harden, Embiid, Harris, and co. Just that balance versus what uh, the Nets can sort of, uh, I don't know, finagle. It's like you get 25-11 and 11 out of Nick Claxton, you don't win that game. Something's a bit awry, but... The Nets, this is the thing. To nearly steal that against the Sixers without KD, you got to feel pretty good. So, yeah, well, look, we've got a puncher's chance. I think this is where their identity post-KD injury sort of coalesces a little bit for the next two weeks. So just keep an eye on the Nets. Uh, other shit, I don't know. The East Morass is getting a bit weird. We've got the All-Star starters announced tomorrow. I don't think that'll be a bit of a, any sort of surprise. In the East, you'll have Donnie Mitchell, Kyrie Irving, uh, Giannis, Durant, Embiid, unless Tatum sort of takes over from Durant because he's injured or Embiid, I don't see that really changing. In the West, it'll be Luca, Steph, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Jokic because 
Fans just got to even care that Anthony Davis is hurt. He should still be the starter. It's like, all right, cool. But we'll see what happens. Could be a couple of weird fucking things where, um, I don't know, just it gets a bit wonky in there. But I don't know, Jar, SGA, probably the unluckiest in the West. In the East, it really is just that Giannis Durant Embiid Tatum uh, force him to get into the three. So it's a bit tough there. But otherwise, that should be fun on NBA, inside the NBA tomorrow. Good times, Friday morning. Can't wait. Um, the East Morass is something I just wanted to bring up at the start of the show as well today because it is hilarious. There's like 10 games in the East from 2nd through 12. <laughs> That's it. But it's that essentially 6 through 10, were there, or through 11 actually, through 12 actually. Yeah, if we go to Toronto. So the last sort of position in the actual playoffs. So that's Miami at the moment. They're 27 and 22. They've had a great stretch the last couple of weeks. Everything's looking good, feeling nice. And there's still a couple of games behind the Cavs, a couple of games behind the Nets. If they get healthy, that's sort of their sort of landing spot then, right? And then you got the Knicks, the Hawks, the Pacers, the Bulls, and the Wizards, and the Raps. The Raps are the ones that you sort of feel just like are a dangerous smoky, but they just can't put together much this year. The Wiz, who knows what the fuck they're doing game to game. Well, game to game, but they've won four on the trot. You're like, God damn, the Knicks, the eternal fucking enigma wrapped in a mystery, wrapped in a fucking box of shit. And the Hawks, they've had a good little run. I talked about this maybe last week. It was like they're seeming to turn a bit of a corner, and they kind of have, but then... They have a shit loss and they have a shit win. Like uh, shit, well, a good win rather against the Thunder today. It's so weird. I kind of love it. And anyone who now complains about, oh, geez, this is the dog days of the NBA. No, this is the greatest time of the NBA season because you just don't know what's going to happen. Teams are figuring their shit out pretty well by this point of the season, and you can kind of consistently understand what's going on, and it's great. But the West, like, it's just so tight from what basically three through 13. So there's only five games separating that. So <laughs> I think we'll deal with the West and trying to tease that all out on another show. But between the Kings and the Lakers, three through 13, there is five games. That is fucking chaos. And I love it. All right, let's do some NBA stray or pro- oh, no. <clears throat> We'll do some game pre- uh, game wraps. Fuck, I'm going to do the game wrap. Game wraps, game wraps. Game wraps, game wraps. That's right. Throw it all back to the game wraps all the way back to Monday. Now, it's now Thursday night, end of a long uh, public holiday where your old mate Jim worked all day, taped a couple of TV shows, did some other shit, wrote a bunch. Anyway, better have this uh, bit of beer. Here we go. Who doesn't love a mountain goat summer rail in summer? Clippers. Met the Mavs 112.98. Clippers have a hold over the Mavs. It's not a surprise. Kawaii. <laughs> and 30. And they just fucking stomped them down the stretch. Heat outlasted the Pelicans 196. Tyler, there goes my hero. Finally popped up for 26. Uh, Pelicans just struggled in that one uh, to manufacture enough sort of offense to get over that shitty Heat team. Uh, the Hat. The Happy Raps beat the Knicks, 125-116. I did not like that game. Knicks should have won it. 
They shit the bed. The Raps just had one of those games. It was like, nah, we're just playing nine dudes. We're going to win. Fuck off. And you're like, fair play? I guess. <laughs> More power to you. Don't blame Canada. Um, yeah, you play your sort of eight dudes and then a couple of rubbish minutes here and there from, you know, the sort of real bench scrubs. Away you go. Good job by the Raps. Ran over the top in the fourth quarter. Told you, they're slowly turning it around. It's just hard to get a grasp on them. It's like, do they tank? Do they don't? I don't know. What's going to happen? Suns, Grizzlies. What a game. Grizzlies were shitting all down their own leg in this one. And they came flying back to nearly steal it down the stretch. And they don't quite make it. Chris Paul was immense. This Grizzlies team, uh, just one of those ones where you're like, yep, Dylan Brooks's birthday. It just fucking ruined this road trip, I reckon, for them. The Thunder beat the Nuggets. The Thunder Nugs, the poo game. I love it. SGA, 34. Jam and Jamal Murray with the 26 and 9. Uh, my pick here was going to be uh, the Nugs, but Nikola Jokic, hello, has been dealing um, with a bit of an injury and you have that moment of like, uh, is this kind of just more uh, scheduled time off? <laughs> I've just got a pretty heavy workload. Um, can I take some RDOs? I've got a sore hamstring. <laughs> it's like, yeah, to be fair, why the fuck not? And the cool part is, like, the Nugs, they're fine. Like, they're up the top of that West. They know what they are, I think. Um, they've got they've lost two of their last three, but it was against, what, the Bucks, the Thunder, beat the Pelicans in between. Um, so keep that in mind when we're talking about the Nugs for the next few days because... No, Yoko, it's a bit tough. Uh, the Nets beat the Warriors in an absolute fucking barn burner. Kyrie and just Royce O'Neal breaking it apart. <sighs> Big Simo Ben Simmons just didn't give him much. <laughs> Tell you that. Oh, he had 11 assists. Yeah, he played 29 minutes. Just way to turn into point guard Ben Wallace, Ben. Uh but Kyrie was just fucking incredible in that game. 38, hit five threes. Mischief. Outplayed Steph. Where have I seen that before? That's right, the finals. Uh, the Lakers beat the Trailblazers 121-112. LeBron, they were down 25 in this game, the Lakers. Blazers laughing it up, having a great time. Lakers came out in the second, in the third quarter and fucking smashed them. Dropped 75 in the second half to 41. Thomas Bryant looking like Thomas actually maybe I am Kobe Bryant. Woof. LeBron had 37, 11, and 4. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> just, I don't know how they're turning into the scrappy underdogs, the Lakers, but I don't know. I kind of don't mind it. I hate myself for saying that, but here we are. Bucks beat the Pistons 151-30 on Tuesday. Not much defense in that one because that is a combined score of 280 points. But the good thing is Giannis is back here, 29 and 12. Magic beat the Celtics as they usually do because that's all they do. Orlando just beat Boston, 113 to 98. Uh, big underdogs at home, big win. I tipped it. I hope you listened. Uh, Bulls beat the Hawks. I tipped that as well. They beat them pretty handily, 111-100, and just ran over the top in the fourth quarter. This game was tight. Like, Bulls kind of had it. Hawks fought back. Boom. I just ran over them in the fourth quarter. DeRozan's awesome. Uh, Wolves lost to the Rockets because the Wolves, they're going to wolf you, by which I mean just no lube. 
kind of vibes. Jalen Green. Oh, I had a career high, 42. Yeah, you played the Wolves. Settle down. Uh, <laughs> what's your NBA career high, Jim? Oh, I don't know. 70? Shut up. Uh, Larry, the finisher marking in 25 and 11, and the Yaz took care of the Hornets because they're shithouse. Blazers bounce back and beat the Spurs, 147-127, because Dame Lillard is a fucking mental case. 37, crushed it. Uh, I think my tip for that one was bet the over. It was fucking huge. 147-127, told you. And the Kings ran over the top of the Grizzlies in the second half, or well, in the fourth quarter, really, 33 of the 10. Um, the Suvlaki King got his sixth triple-double of the season in that one, 133-100. Good win by the Kings. Because the Grizz were right there, but on a long road trip, ran out of legs. Uh, yesterday, Wednesday, uh, what did we have? We had the Pacers beat the Bulls. I picked this one too. Bulls on a back-to-back. Had played their hearts out the day before. Pacers at home. Benny Matherin, 26. He was awesome, the rookie. The Heat beat the Celtics. Amazing fashion. The Celtics are up, I believe, 10 with eight minutes to go. What's that? Oh, they shit down their legs. That's right. Uh, but no Jalen Brown, no Al Horford, no Marcus Smart, who's out for a couple of weeks. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was out with personal reasons as well. Um, so a bit of a skeleton crew for the Celtics. Bam, dominated. Yeah, 30 and 15. Knicks out last of the Cavs. Hilarious game. Um, Cavs had a couple of bites at the cherry right at the end. Couldn't get it. Julius Randle. Julius, 36 and 13. Massive for him. Jokic had a triple-double, so he, he was dealing with his hammy, right? And he's like, nah, I'm going to come back, I'll play. He had a triple-double. He just fucked around, had 25, 11, and 10 against the Nugs and set, uh, against the Pals and then set back down. Uh, the Wizards, 127, beat the Mavericks because the Mavericks are the fucking worst. <laughs> They're so, so frustrated. They're now 25 and 24. They're a 500 team this year. They go, what, four games up? Above 500, they go four games below. Josh Green needs to be playing way more because the Mavs need to do something because this is a train wreck. Jim, it's not a train wreck, really. No, it is because you've got an MVP in Luka, 41, 15, and 6 in this game. You need to get him another star. It's just getting beyond ridiculous. Suns smash the Hornets 128-97 on a back-to-back. And the Clippers beat the Lakers in the Battle of LA 133-115. LeBron James had the 46-8-7. But uh, they just got fucking clamped. You want me to use these clamps? Yes. Yes, I do, Kawhi. Just tell us if you're going to do it. Uh, the Magic beat the Pacers today 126-120. Big win for the Magic men. Uh, they're now 19-29 and just sort of floating around looking a bit sketchy. Uh, the net sixes, as mentioned, that was fucking barn burner. 137-133. The sixes hold on. Um, Harden, Irving, Embiid. Ah, had it all. It was awesome. Wizards beat the Rocks 108-103. Wizards, that was their fourth win on the trot. Unbelievable. Shangun had a triple-double in that one. Bucks 107 beat the Nugs uh, 109. This was a Nugs team that was led by Aaron Air Gordon. No Michael Porter Jr. His brother has been... Uh, what arrested for manslaughter, part of a vehicular manslaughter as well. Not great. No Murray in this one. No MPJ. No Yoka. Still gave the Bucks a bit of a run. But the Bucks, Giannis, 33-14-4. You'd love to see it. Um, what else happened? Oh, yeah. Wolves beat the Pelicans. Just, I think the best approach to the Wolves is just to not bet any of their games. <laughs> Does that check out? Ant-Man at 37, whatever. 
Just gross. Hawks beat the Thunder. Bit of a tricky one. The Thunder are really good at on the road covering the spread. Uh, Shea had 36. Oh, Shy read to Gilgis Alexander. And uh, just had those that sort of game where Trey Young goes off at 33 and 11, looking good, but you just get contributions up and down the roster. Like Capello went 8 of 8. He had 18 and 10. John Collins had 19 and 10. DeJunte the 21. 20 from Bogdan. And you're like, yeah, that's a lot of points. They're dropping 137 on your head. Giddy can only muster 16 on 19 shots. Bit of a rough one for the uh, Mop Top Mumba. Jalen Williams, though, he is a fucking stud. 24-4 steals. God damn, what a good game it was. Uh, the Warriors beat the Grizzlies in hilarious fashion. Jordan Poole at the end. Steph gets ejected. Grizzlies came, what, storming back to take a lead, lose it, give it up. Warriors win right at the death. Amazing vibes. Um, it's actually a huge win for the Warriors. They're back to 500 now, 24 and 24. Uh, Blazers beat the Yaz. Did not see this one coming, 134-124. Dame scored 60 of those 134. That's a lot. <laughs> and 50-3. Oh, boy. Raptors, Kings did not see this one either. Uh, this was the Raps just styming, styming the Kings who just went ice fucking cold. 113.95, and the Lakers beat the Spurs, 113.104. And there are your game wraps. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. A huge couple of days, LeBron James, 46-8-7. Like, fuck you. That is just ridiculous. Two steals, a block, zero turnovers in that game against the Clips. That is just... It's patently ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? Jesus. Uh, 41, 15, and 6 for Luca. Get that man some help. Julius Randle at the 36, 13, and 4. A um, couple of other ones, obviously. I mean, Kuzma had a big 33 today. Uh, you had Giannis sort of bouncing back, looking good. But it's going to be Dame. He had 60. 60! 60 points. It's the most efficient 60-point game in history as well. He went 21 of 29 from the floor, 9 of 14 from downtown, and 9 of 10 at the line. 60 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists. Fuck you. That's an 89.8 true shooting percentage. The most efficient 60-point game in NBA history. He dominated as well. Like The way he carried them was just incredible. There was a moment I think he scored 20 straight points in the third. You're like, Jesus. Dame, settled out. He also moved into, uh, what was it, sixth all-time in the three-point leaderboard while he was doing that. So, yeah, I think that's a fucking knife because you're done. You're fucking done. Like, you're done, Yaz. You're done. That's a very soft J today. Who was Spud of the night, though? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Uh, o of sevens for Tory Craig and Bryce McGowan's uh, the last couple of days. Sam Hauser dropped an O of six. O of five for David Reed. Um, oh, Naismith. Oh, Aaron Naismith. Uh, now, if you've hit a shot in the NBA in the last couple of days, like, say, your last two games, you're doing better than Aaron Naismith because he's gone 0 of 7 and then backed it up with a classic 0 of 5 effort. Uh, so in a combined 42 minutes, he's gone 0 of 12. That is 
that's not great. <laughs> the best parties in the game before he went two or ten. So if you're looking for somebody who can shoot two or twenty-two across a three-game span, Aaron Naismith is your man. Uh, that's very spud worthy. Two of eleven for Brooke Lopez, one of nine for Jeremy Jeremiah Grant the other day. Isaiah Williams went one of seven today. Austin, the most punchable man in the NBA, Rivers. One of six. One of eight for Pat Bev. Thanks for coming. I'm a junkyard dog. It's like, all right. Hey, I bet you hit a fucking shot, you idiot. Uh, one of nine for Caleb Martin. Is that Caleb or Kalen or Caden? Who knows? Doesn't care. Went one of nine. One of eight for Alvarado the other day. Alvarado's had an interesting year. He's had like a couple of really good games, a couple of stinkers. And it's like Dyson Daniels coming in. It's like there's almost a weird sort of positional squeeze between the two of them where they feel like very similar players and they've both had plenty of opportunities. So it's really strange that they just can't sort of make it click. Uh, Dort went three of 13, Trey Jones, three of 15, four of 19 for Tyler. There goes my hero. But I'd like to thank one, one person, one person only Kobe, Kobe white. Cause he went and shot. We went 3-11. Oh, who's old mate no mates, though, Jim? Old mate no mates. 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 Do you think it's uh, Ben Simmons in uh, Philly? Yeah, I think it might be. Uh, that's, it's pretty Ben Simmons, isn't it? <laughs> I did love, like, uh, the way that he... The way that that game was officiated, first and foremost, was a fucking shit show. But in terms of old mate, no mates, like, Ben Simmons gets a tech because he sort of just, like, moved George Niang out of the fucking way after Niang screamed in his face for, like, getting him, forcing a turnover. You're like, oh, really? We're going to give Simmons just, like, a tech for move? Like, giving him a bit of a fucking pissy push to get out of the road. It very much felt like the refs were like, come on, man, like lift your fucking game. Stop being, <laughs> stop being a sook. You're very clearly just shitting yourself and what are you doing? Uh, at least he sort of popped up in that third quarter a bit and then got benched. So the old mate, no mates, he got benched for the last nine minutes of that fourth quarter. It was a team worst minus 16. He sort of helped jumpstart their comeback and like their fight back into that game. And sort of just, they kept just eating into the lead towards that back half of that third quarter. And then he just sort of got sat. You're like, yeah, I guess they do need offense. But poof, it was very all mate, no mates vibe because, yeah, Joel Embiid literally just going, uh, he's not my mate. He's your fucking mate. Look at him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to fucking smash this guy. It's, uh, I, I like to just smash everybody. And you're like, okay, Joel. No, he's like, no, 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 I really do. Like everybody, I just. Do you go after everybody on three straight possessions? Like, <laughs> he really went at him. It was incredible. But that sort of also leads into the pants of the night. It's a self-panting every time Simmons gets the ball on offense a lot of these times. Like, he has these little moments where it's like so easy. And he's like, aha, I have a drive and someone else is going to throw me an oop and I'm going to dunk it. And you're like, ooh, that's all right. That looks good. That's aggressive. Or he'll sort of try to back someone down, but his post game is just so 
basic and so I have uh, one bounce, two bounce, three. Oh, God, I've got no one, two, three, four moves that I can sort of choose from. I'm going to kick it back out of here and then I'm out of the play. Like, it's definitely just a self, self-pansing. And there's these moments where, like, I think there was a point in the game where he had the ball uh, past him. He's in. He's on the block against Embiid. He just went, nup. <laughs> just straight up. Pan, fucking pants himself by fucking just throwing it straight back out. It was unbelievable. Um, but an old mate, no mates. I kind of want to throw this one out to LeBron again. So after Shannon Sharp, LeBron comes to his defense. Uh, because apparently if you're an NFL Hall of Famer, you can try to start a fight with an NBA team. Um, and it's cool. Anyway, and you don't get kicked out. But LeBron got heckled by a dude uh, who dropped the hairline reference, which is fucking hilarious. And LeBron made to go after him. It's like, LeBron, look, nah, he got you. Just, what are you going to do, fight him? He's not, <laughs> this guy's not Shannon Sharp. I don't ride with this motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill him. I loved it. So the dude shouted, hey, Bron, hey, Bron, you better get this shit together with that receding ass hairline. <laughs> oh, look, he mad. Look at him. You sick. <laughs> ah, so LeBron's got one rule for Shannon Sharp, one rule for funny hecklers giving him shit about his hairline. Kind of loved it. Anyway, <laughs> another bit of a pants of the night was Steph Curry getting booted um, through his fucking mouth guard at some point as well and uh, pretty funny stuff. It's only the second time he's been booted from a game. But um, my sort of final sort of pantsing of the night is Nick Claxton just went, oh, that's pretty cool, Joel Embiid, that you're going to try to dunk that ball. Also, no, you're not because check this out. I'm just going to fucking smash it and fuck you. Like that's Nick Claxton. He has come along in leaps and bounds this season and he's looked awesome. Just comes over on a weak side block and just fucking deletes Embiid. It was a pantsing and a half on your own floor. That game just delivered a lot of pantsing. Also, the fucking refs, what are you doing? So many boring, shitty texts and horrible fucking fouls in that game. Anyway, better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you don't get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Uh... Shangoon is the best player on the Rockets. 21, 11, and 10, three steals and two blocks today on 63% shooting. Yep, he's uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Shangoon is a fucking dominating presence. He is awesome. I love him. And never forget that OKC just gave up on him and traded him. Jimmy, it was draft night, wasn't it? Yeah, but sometimes. Sam Presti. He's not the fucking brain genius we all think. Uh, Right, dickhead of the week. Dickhead of the Week. All right, let's crack a tin. Oh, there you go. This is a combo Dickhead of the Week and Legend of the Week because Jimmy Butler, this is like you'll hear a lot of fucking talk at the moment. Ah, ah. Rest league, rest league. <laughs> load management, load management. Yeah, look, Jimmy Butler sat out that game the other day. There's like some kid, and this is the thing where the kid has the fucking... So, and I came all the way from Australia to see uh, blah, blah, blah. I came all the way from Argentina, in this case, to see Jimmy Butler. I do think that's very weirdly... It's like, Jimmy Butler's my favourite. It's like, all right, cool. And you're from Argentina. Yeah! It's like, all right. 
So you're not just doing this for clout, kid. Uh, cool. And sadly, look, the cool thing about obviously Miami is a glamour team. Jimmy Butler's their best player. So you can see why a kid gravitates towards that. That's fine. But of course, Jimmy Butler sits out the game that he fucking rocks up to. <laughs> so this poor fucking kid. And this is where the sort of combo of load management, rest, and that sort of thing just rears its ugly head. Some poor kid, family spent a shit ton of money trying to go to see a fucking heat game, see his favorite player, Jimmy Butler. We can all fucking sympathize with that. And it it sucks. And this is the problem. And this is like the NBA sort of problem of trying to like navigate this idea of load management. And first and foremost, in my brain, I think you have to have, when you're running this league, you know what it's not? It's not. What are we going to do best for the for the league? What are we going to do best for like the way we make the most amount of money? It should be the fans. Like, what do the fans want to see? It's always been my approach with the All Star Game and shit like that as well. It's like, ah, oh, the fans got it wrong. It's like they're the fucking ones watching it, you idiots. Shut up. Let the fans vote on the All Stars. Who cares? It's an exhibition of what fans want to see. Oh, but it can be rigged. Who cares? Let some other fucking player come up with a better way of rigging it. But uh, the NBA sort of then gets stuck with like, oh, nah, we'll sort of just turn a quick blind eye to teams like resting dudes or whatever. Load management. Clippers. <clears throat> and you have this sort of spot where Jimmy Butler's not playing and some poor kid's just like, oh, hang on a second, but we spent all this money and he's not playing? Why? He's like, oh, I'm a bit sore. Anyway, so he finds out that Jimothy Buckets isn't playing and uh, he's like, come all the way to go see fucking Big Ed, Big Face, whatever the fuck his coffee is called. And it's a sad moment for everybody. And then Jimmy Butler, though, takes over from Dickhead of the Week to Legend of the Week by sharing photos to his story today, showing the fan actually got to meet Jimmy Jimbo Butler. So at least Jimmy Butler went right. How can I make this fucking fan's day? Off we go. I'll go and check out, hang out with him. And they did. So kind of nice in the end. But I don't know. Like, load management, shit like that. This is the thing with the NBA. 82-game season at Sacrosanct. No, it's not. Shut up. The cool thing is, I think we can do the NBA games every night of the fucking, you know, between October, June, away we go. But the wear and tear on your team, on your players, you the NBA's just got to figure it out. Whether it's the 72-game season, you play it over, what, 24 weeks, three games a week, which feels like, you know, you know that one sort of step up above sort of NBL, right, where you can have that sort of, you know, one, two games a week. And that sort of feels fair. It feels like you can sort of balance it out. It's like, how have we not figured this out? This this is dumb. <laughs> just change the amount of games. Oh, it's just... Uh, or just make them fucking play and find them if they're not injured for not playing. Simple as that. It's a very... This is why I de- demand the NBA instate me as the junior vice president of common fucking sense. What are you idiots doing? Nah, it's fine that players just don't play. It's like... Do you think people are going to keep paying to see that? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Take a slightly longer view past your fucking, like, end of your fucking wallets. Jesus. Anyway, uh, let's do some ENRs right after this. 
This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. Yes, brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Do it. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just through the socials. Off you go. Uh, there was other, I think there was another thing I mentioned. I forgot to mention was the uh, Harden, uh, the nutmeg on Simmons as well. That's a pantsing. Like anytime you pass the ball through a dude's legs, it's like, yep, yeah, that's that's definitely a Panson and definitely something. So, yeah. There's a nice one to Embiid that he sort of just, as Simmons was jumping up, he's like, well, I'm passing it under you. Sucked in, dickhead. Boom. <laughs> uh, right, easy ones quickly today. Is Damian Lillard an all-star? Yeah, nah, yes. He's on my short list of, I think, what is it? Basically, it ends up being six, seven guards that I think should be making in there. It's Luca, Ja, Steph, Dame, SGA, probably McCollum, probably Darren Fox, Diazza Fox. And it's just, it's going to get squirrely, but he should get named. Like the 60-point game, shit like that. Can't take that out of context. That's fucking huge. The tricky part for Dame and that West Coast vibe is that he doesn't get anywhere near the shine of some of the uh, other teams because he's playing on the West Coast. He's playing later than everything else. Uh, So a lot of those sort of games where it's just like dropping a 60 is fucking massive. But if you don't have, like, if you're not on the Lakers or whatever, you can sort of get lost in the fucking shuffle. So a bit of a tough one. Um, Do Phoenix do anything after Ishbia takes over? Yeah, nah. Uh, I think Ishby is probably smart enough to go, we make one small change, see if we can't move some shit around the edges. Uh, and then I'll bring in my full executive crew. We'll see if uh, champ James Jones keeps his job, etc. I think they'll do something, but nothing massive. It'll be the crowded deal for something, and they'll try to get back as much as they can for that. I don't think you'll see anything big. I think, as I've said before, the... Like, getting Cam Johnson back is basically their trade deadline move and then whatever they can finagle in return for Jake Crowder. Uh, last one. I mentioned it right at the top. The all-star game rosters being selected um, before the game. This is awesome. So, this is where the captains, after they do their uh, starters tomorrow, well, once it's all sort of picked, right? So they'll they'll be named. So you'll have all of the names for the All-Star Draft will be on an actual pregame segment at the game where they pick the teams. That is awesome. So I think this is the sixth time they've done it. The first five times they've gone, cool. We'll pick it, what, a week out? Off we go. Um, But they're still going to announce the captains and the starters tomorrow, but then boom, off we go. That's awesome. So, yeah, the KD thing, he was still, like, leading 
Still, he dropped behind Giannis. I don't know what's going to happen. KD reckons he wants to play as well, which is going to be interesting, but we'll see what happens. But does this fix the All-Star game? Yeah, nah, I think it... I don't think it fixes it, but it definitely gives it a bit of fucking, obviously, what they're going for. The schoolyard, playground, fucking... I'm picking my guys, and we're going to go hammer and tongs right now. Like, it gives you no time to sort of, like, bang together any sort of strategy, but there's never any fucking strategy. We know that. It's like, let's just do some fun dunks, and then when it gets close, we'll all just try to stop the other team. So I kind of love it. It'll make it way more novel this year, but the crazy thing to me is that it's taken them this long to just do this. Oh, we'll do it in a pre-game segment on Inside the NBA a week out. It's like, all right. For what reason? Oh, it'll drive traffic. Shut up. Shut up, nerd. (laughs) Give me a sick roster setup. And away we go. Speaking of which, um, popular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Uh, the all-star squads, real quick. My, I mean, I mentioned the predictions. So in the East, Donnie Mitchell, Kyrie, KD, Giannis, Embiid, unless Tatum pips one of them. Uh, the rest of that squad, I think, in the East, off basically the top of my head, Tatum. After so after those five, Tatum, DeRozan, Siakam, Randall, Bam. Trey? Maybe Darius Garland? It's so tricky. That ace gets pretty squirrely pretty quick, but Jalen Brown? Like, does he make it? Like, that is so awesome. But yeah, Tatum, Bam, DeRozan, Siakam, Trey. I'd probably put Brunson and Randall on there. Like, they've been so good. But it also kind of like... I don't want to reward Trey because he's been a shitbird all fucking season, right? So I think Drew Holiday could probably make a pretty fucking good case for himself. Tyrus Halliburton should be on there, but the injury sort of stinks there. KD, Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of there with the 12. It's going to be fascinating to see what happens. In the West, Luca, Jar. I've got Jar over Steph. Steph missed too much time. LeBron Sabonis over AD because he missed too much time in Jokic. And then the rest of the rest rest of the roster, Steph, SGA, Dame Lillard, Dowser Fox, Zion, CJ McCollum, and of course the finisher, Larry Markinum. I'm gonna finish all over you. What? Oh gross. Outback Takehouse. It's Thursday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah, two-for-one blooming onions. That's right, no prick knows what the fuck these things are in Australia. Seriously, you ask literally anybody from Australia, go, hey, what's a blooming onion? They'll look at you and go, what the fuck are you talking about, you dickhead? Seriously, that's exactly the answer you get 100% of the time. G-U-R-N-T'd. Either way, all the onions you need are cooked as black as the fucking underside of my kettle. And you chuck them on a saucy... That's how it goes, only at Outback. But today's Flame Grill take is LeBron James, despite almost breaking the all-time scoring record, is a giant coward for not being like Kobe. 
and having gone for the all-time scoring record in Madison Square Garden. Because that's where LeBron James will be in a couple of games' time, won't it be? Oh, yeah, you better believe it. Because he might have looked at that schedule and gone, what do I need, 200 points? Bang. Kobe would have gone 50, 50, 50. Here's my 24 to get me over the line. Fuck you. I kind of love it. And away we go. So the coolest thing was, I think it was 224. He had five games left. What's he going to do? In, what, six games time now? He needs 158 left. Kobe would have done that in three games. Fuck you. Boom. (laughs) Simple as that. So he did rip off 37 against the Blazers, 46 against the Clippers, and then 20 against the Spurs. The 20 against the Spurs, like, killed me. He plays Boston this weekend. He's dropped a 43 against them before. Uh, Fascinating to see where it goes. But really, you know that Kobe would have gone 50-50-50. What do I need now? Cool, I'll just do that. Just saying. (laughs) And you know that Kobe would have gunned for it as well. Definitely to do it at Madison Square Garden. He'd be like, nah, I'll do it on the biggest stage. Don't care. Fucking let's go. Um, And it would have been an all-time classic moment. Because they play the next three games. So Boston, Brooklyn, New York. I'm just saying, like, there's plenty of scope there. To go, the Nets aren't much chop. <laughs> They're not. And the Knicks might be a bit of a tough one. But 158 points in three games. Kobe would have done it. <clears throat> and I'm not the world's biggest Kobe fan over here, so it's not bad. All right, quick break. Australian Player Watch right after. Let's say this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Gonna nick this tin. Ah, there you go. Uh, Big Benny Simmons. Interesting week. So, a couple of wins where he looked pretty good. The 6-9-5 against the Yaz the other day. I mean, not a barn burner. But then turns around and uh, has a 7.3 rebound, 11 assist game where he looked really good against Golden State. Only had three fouls. He had a block and a steal. Shot 3-6 from the floor. 1-2 at the line. And they actually won the game. Breaking the streak. And when he hits a free throw, they keep losing. Uh, today, though, against the Sixers. So he ends up with 12, 5, and 5. In 29 minutes. And got sat the last nine minutes of the game. And you have those moments going, yeah, can you just turn it on? Look at the basket bit. And away you go. 12 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 or 3 at the free throw line. The third one, and then he missed as well. Like, rattled, rattled, rattled in and out. He had a block of this one. There's two straight games. He's just, you know, showing flashes. You're like, just give us some more. I love it. Let's go, Benny. Just pick up the slack. We believe in you. Away you go. Tell you somebody who's not believed in, it's uh, Patty Mills on the trading block for the Nets. Hasn't played since uh, January 18. So Jacques Vaughn hates him. Jacques Vaughn can go fuck himself. Uh, Jock Landau. Big cock jock, the rooster. 
he had that 10 and 10 against the uh, Pacers the other day in only 17 minutes because he's a fucking savage. Backs it up with 12 and 5 and then a 15, 3 and 3. That's right, he's got three straight games. The first time in his NBA career he's ripped that off in double figures. Absolutely awesome territories. Uh, he had four turnovers today as well as five fouls. He fouled out of the game against Memphis, but seriously. 10 and 10, 12 and 5 and 1 with a steal shot. 5 and 9 in that game, 1 and 2 from downtown. Today against Charlotte, just fucking let loose. 15 points in 15 fucking minutes. 6 of 13 from the floor, 3 of 7 from downtown. The Rooster dominating. You love to see it. How about Dyson Daniels? He was awesome against Miami the other day. 11, 7, and 6 with a block and two steals. Uh, that was back on Monday when they nearly won that game, nearly stole it. 4 of 7. One of four from three. Uh, backed it up with only eight minutes against Denver because he sprained his ankle. So, bit shit there for Dyson, the vacuum. Look, hopefully it actually gives him a little bit of time off to uh, reacclimate as part of his rookie season. He's been awesome. Uh, hopefully it's not too serious. Hopefully it'll be all right. Uh, Jack White. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, he's out with an inductor. Um, so he hasn't played since January 18 either. Tough one for Jack. He should be all right. He's got a seven-nation army. Won't hold him back. Uh, Greeny is back, though, which is awesome. Fucking love me some Josh Greeny. He had 16 points against the Wizards yesterday. Unbelievable. Seven to nine from the floor. Two or three from downtown. Three rebounds and assist and a steal. Absolutely crushing it. I believe that's his second highest score of the uh, season as well. He had 23 back then. He just keeps hitting 16 over and over. Uh, a steal and assist, three rebounds. He had six points on two or seven shooting against Eclipse as well in that loss. The Mavs need him defensively. A couple more steals and away we go. Crank it back up there, Greeny. Matty T, Aussie Matty T was awesome against Brooklyn today. Two, ten points, two rebounds, one assist. Just shut down Simo whenever he got a chance. It's like, that was a cool dunk, Simo. Look at this one. Bang. Uh, also hit two threes, which uh, we all know Ben Simmons is definitely not going to do. So two or four from downtown for Matty T. He had two points, two rebounds uh, in their last game against Sacramento. So good job, Matty T. Aussie Matty T. My one true king, Matty Delavidova, got out there on Tuesday against the Memphis Grizzlies. He had one rebound, one assist, didn't take a shot, keeping alive the dream of not missing a shot in 2023. He's gone three of three, free for free, from the floor in 2023. That's right. 100% for 2023. That's what we're gunning for for Delhi, our one true king. Uh, Jingler Joe Ingles, five points, two steals, one rebound, one... Sorry, two rebounds, one assist against Denver. And uh, that backed up a 6-3-3 three, three with a block and two steals against the Detroit Basketball Pistons back on Tuesday. Jingles is looking pretty good at the moment, just really filling gaps, finding a nice bit of rhythm, and I'm loving it. And, of course, the Gidmeister, the mop-top member himself, uh, 16, 8, and 6 today in that loss to Atlanta. Shot 19 times. He went 8 of 19, 0 of 1 from downtown. Backed up another 0 of 1 effort against Denver where he had 18, 9, and 3 back on Monday in that awesome two-point win. So good job by uh, Gids. He's doing all right. He's ripped off uh, double-figure, double-digit scoring in, I believe that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 straight games. You little beauty. Uh, quick little Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba Award. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. Outstanding achievement here. Don't feel 
I'd do it. LeBron James. Um, so, what, 158 points away from Kareem. Yes, outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. But when he dropped that 46 against the Clips, uh, he became the first player ever to have 40 against all 30 teams. That is unbelievable. Seriously. Absolutely fucking stupid. Like, my favourite thing that he's got two against the Cavs. <laughs> That's so good. He's got one against the Lakers. Uh, it's just fucking funny. He's got five against the Miami Heat. Ah, uh, just amazing. His old teams, bro. His old teams. Uh, but either way... That's just outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. To have a 40-point game against all 30 teams is just fuck you territories of awesomeness. So, yeah, not bloody bad. You'll pay that. Uh, what about that Shane Hill shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, line him up award? Let's do it. Let's go. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. And uh, just FYI, Shane Hill. Hope everything's all right with him. Friend of the program. Love having to death. Hope he's all good. Um, just saying, Dave Lillard. Absolute hammer-esque vibes. Had 50 points before the third quarter today. And uh, into sixth spot, went over... Went past Vince Carter, six all-time for three-pointers made. He's also got the five highest-scoring games in Trailblazer history. And he also now has jumped into a position with MJ and James Harden, where the only people with more 60-point games in their career in NBA history are Wilt Chamberlain and Kobe Bryant. That's right, Dame Lillard has as many 60-point games as Michael fucking Jordan. It's a Shane Hill, shoot a shoot, shoot your shot, light him up, and that's what he did today with that 60 points. Because, as I mentioned, that's like the best shooting performance in a 60-point game ever. Most efficient, boom. 12, 21 and 29, 9 of 14 from beat, 9 and 10 from the line. Fucking yes, mate. All right, Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Quick one today, because this is um, just, I think, a bit of a Jock Landale Insta check-in. Because uh, Jock's fucking Insta has been absolutely fucking firing of late. He's got that awesome, awesome uh, picture of the purple jerseys where he's ripping stuff off. But it's the stories. He's looking great in the white hoodie and the big blue jeans. He's got the Jordans on. There's a great one for the dog. The beautiful white... What is that, a retriever? Love it. But also... A great one where he's cleaning up the mess, your mess, as per usual, of uh, getting Michael Bridges' gear uh, in a game. But then also, a Cobra mate. The Fit Coming Soon campaign. Nice, fun poster there. Jock Landau, great follow on the IG. Inspiring shit. Right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverting Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. I don't sound like Bane in so much as you're, in so much as you're just covering your mouth. Yeah, check it out. Um, <clears throat> it's almost like I've done two shows already today and my voice is just starting to get a bit peaky. Uh, so since Monday, we went 18-30 on the picks. Not great. 
I think we were horrible against the spread on Monday. I think we went two of seven, but we yeah, two of seven on Monday, five of seven head to head on Tuesday, six of seven on Wednesday. Yeah, we did smash that one. Uh and then five and nine today. It was a bit gets a bit squirrely when you're four days out. Um but some of the important ones I was pretty happy with were like that. Um Magic beating the Celtics, Magic getting over the paces, that sort of gear. So those ones you feel that a little bit more confident on. Happy with that. Uh, tomorrow we've got a really good slate. We've got Knicks at Boston. Now the Knicks actually covered a pretty good rate on the road against Boston uh, against everybody. Uh, eight and a half points they're getting the Knicks. I'm taking in Boston. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I think eight and a half. Celtics banged up. Even if they get JB back, I think the Knicks will give it to them. It'll be a tight one. Eight and a half. Thank you very much. Detroit, same vibe in Brooklyn. They're getting nine and a half points. I'm all over that. Thank you very much. The Nets on a back-to-back traveling. Detroit, play teams tougher than you think. Give me the nine and a half points. Chicago, go to Charlotte. They're the only favorite I think I'm taking here today. Um, Chicago, much better than Charlotte. Charlotte stink. Chicago should win that one. They're only five and a half point underdogs on the road. Give me Chicago. Cleveland, they go to Houston. Houston is seven and a half point underdogs, depending on where you're looking. I've seen them at eight and a half, nine and a half. I'm going Houston. Cavs are a bit tough on the road. Even winning wise, they're not great. They're very, very, very good at home. I think Houston will give them some fits here. So give me the Houston points plus seven and a half, plus eight and a half, and away we go. I think Houston are just sort of slightly sort of putting it together. Just a hint. Just a hint. Shangoon's awesome. The problem is they did play on a back-to-back, but here we go. Dallas, one-and-a-half-point underdogs in Phoenix. Dallas have won three of the last four against the Suns. Just feel like they need this one more. Phoenix have won four on the trot, so give me the maps. Uh, Twelve-and-a-half-point underdogs on the road are the San Antonio Bandera Spurs against the Clippers. I'm taking the Spurs. They played this game literally, what, six days ago? Spurs lost by five. I'll take the 12 and a half in LA. Saturday, we've got Bucks Pacers. Bucks will kill them. Grizzlies at Wolves. Grizz will smash the Wolves. Grizzlies need to get another couple uh, of cheap, easy wins because, oh boy, this road trip has been bad. What's that, four straight losses after an 11-game win streak? Not great, Bob. Not great. Magic go to the Heat. I'm taking the Heaters. I really do like this Magic team, though. Johnny Isaac came back the other day. Um, pretty weird but just adds to that weird length that they've got. But I think the Heat can still win that one at home. Cavs at Thunder. Cleveland on a back-to-back there. I still think I'll take the Cavs against the Thunder. Uh, Raptors at Warriors. Give me the Golden State Warriors against this weird, funky Raps team. Sunday, huge slate. Nuggets at Sixers. Awesome game if uh, Jokic goes. Jokic versus Embiid. Embiid will fucking relish this one. Give me the Sixers at home over the Nugs. Nets at the uh, Knicks. Nets hosting the Knicks. This is fucking fascinating. I don't know who wants this one more. It'll be the Knicks going into the Nets. It's literally you cross a bridge and you're there. The Nets are feisty, though. I'm going to say the Nets at home. Fuck it. Rockets at Pistons. I like the Rockets again in this one, too. Uh, Bulls at Magic. Give me the Magic men. I think they'll have a bigger chip on their shoulder about the uh, oh the Magic are on a road on the road. Mm, they just go back from Miami. And uh, give me the Bulls actually. Bulls at Magic. Yeah, it's a bit of a tough one. 
I don't know if the Magic Guards will be able to contain those bulls at backcourt of Levine and DeMar. Clippers go to the Hawks. This game is fucked. I think I called it the... Uh, talking about LeBron. It's like this list sucks to pick this game. Clippers at Hawks. Kawhi and Paul George against DeJunte and Trey. Oof. I had to go the Clippers, I think. So I'm going the Clippers again. That's a tough one, though. Big Dominic Wilkins vibes in that one. Kings at Wolves. Give me the Kangs. Fires the laser. Wiz at Pelicans. I'll take the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> fucking Wiz team. Just, yeah. It's just so hard to bet on or against them. Uh, Suns at Spurs. I will take the Suns to win that one. Celtics hosting the Lakers. That is the big one. Tatum versus LeBron James. Tatum's averaging like 32.9 points, I think, a game at home this season. He's looking awesome. Give me the Celtics over the Lakers. With Anthony Davis back, if the Celtics have Al Horford, they should be fine. This game would be closer, so I'd probably look at that Lakers line. Celtics are very good at home, but they don't cover at a huge rate. So, yeah. Give me the Celtics win. Lakers at the line. Mavs at Yaz. I'm going to say the Mavs. Just a weird, funky sort of bizarre offense. That'll be too tough for Utah. Raptors go to the Blazers. I'll take the Blazers with the Raptors on a back-to-back having just played the Warriors. And then finally, uh, so that's Sunday's games. If I don't do a show Sunday night, I think I will. I don't know. If I don't, just in case, Monday, Heat, Hornets. I'll take the Heat. Pacers, Grizzlies. I'll take the Grizzlies. Clippers at the Cavs. Uh, with the Clips on a back-to-back, I'll take the Cavs at home. And then Pelicans at Bucks. Oof. I'll take the Bucks at home. And there you go. There's this week. Uh, good times. Fun week. Hope you had a good public holiday. I wish I didn't have to uh, work so much as I, as I did on it, but I still got to uh, hang out with the fam a bit after taking the shows today, doing a shit ton of work. But either way, uh, we should be back daily very, very soon. I'm, I'll keep you posted on that, I promise. Uh, NFL Australia, we are hosting a Super Bowl party at the Catfish. Good times. Catch you there for the Super Bowl, myself and Gaz. Uh, either way, make sure you're following NBA Australia and NFL Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, we're all over the socials, you know that. NBAstraya.com slash shop, get your merch, get your merch. Uh, check us a rating review on your odd iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. Uh, star it, rate, review it, help out, come on. I don't ask for much, do I? No, I don't. Uh, big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. And thanks to Joshua Della Rangers, Fascinated Goldmines, Ramshack Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozer for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. Remember, NBA Australia Sports Train Band, so should you. And we'll close out today's show with a cooking with Bainsey to set you up for your weekend. Sounds good? Good. How good's Bainsey going? Yeah, not bad. <laughs> Jeez. All right, we'll catch you Sunday or Monday, you dickheads. Look after yourselves. Had a great weekend. Speak to you then. NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves. And later, Hosen. Mm-hmm.